You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning and welcome to the program. Beautiful Tuesday, September 21st. We're so glad you take a time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath. Morning Breath is a drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. How, you might ask, does it jumpstart your day? Well, what we do is take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time with the Lord in, in the Word, and then we come down here to the studio of East Coast Christian Center, and we at Samaritan Campus, and we share, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God sort of leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How you doing, Pastor Christian? I'm doing great. Excited. Mm-mm. Just got done with an incredible week of restart and did I say that right? No. Yeah, you Refresh, did. restart, re- restart. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. Incredible week of restart. Incredible time of prayer I think and we call seeking it reset, the Lord. But reset. That's okay. There that's you go. I knew no it was problem. a re, yeah. and so it was perfect. But just time of kind of fasting for some of us and prayer and you know putting God first and it definitely helped me. I love doing that kind of mid year. It's kind of yeah. you know the the Jewish New Year and kind of the end of <laughs> fiscal year for some. Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So if you want to get connected, I'm going to make an extra plug for podcasts. As if if you've been a longtime radio listener, but you're not always able to get it, is it's super easy to subscribe to the podcast through the Apple as a podcast app, or most people now listen to podcasts through Spotify. And it can just, you subscribe, every time there's a new one, it will just push right to you and it'll be right there on your phone. It's like a little present. Sometimes I open my phone and there's a new one. It's like, oh, I want to listen to that. So you can do that or you can also go to the East Coast app, which you can find on Google or Apple, or you can go to our website, which is eccc.us. That's eccc.us for info, events, past sermons, and all of our Morning Breath episodes. You can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, just by searching East Coast Christian Center. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-452. 1060 and we'd be honored to email or even mail out a morning breath devotion guide or anything you ever want to know about east coast yeah and the church announcements for this week are woo yeah man Sheesh. no not yeah. that one woo. Yeah. but anyway we got done with a big week and uh we're just moving into uh not so much going on we got yeah. a bunch more stuff coming up take a breath we're gonna take a breath yep. yeah it's exciting. It is. Welcome back to church. Come yeah. on back. Yeah, get back. Come on. It's a good come time. on in person if at all possible. Yeah, it's exciting. So we're in Second Samuel chapter eleven, and we have twenty-seven verses. Um, oh, there's a good break at fourteen. Yeah. Um, which translation are you reading? I'm gonna be doing NLT, New okay. Living Translation. I'm gonna be doing the New King James, and I'll read through thirteen. Perfect. I'll... And then let you take it at fourteen through twenty-seven. Beautiful. Mm. All right, I must say unto you, read, sir. It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. Someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her. And she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived, so she sat and told David, and said, I am with child. Then David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. 
When Uriah had come to him, David asked how Joab was doing and how the people were doing and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house and a gift of food from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and did, and he, and did not go down to his house. So when they told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Why did you not come from, uh, or excuse me, did you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? And Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents. And my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house to eat and drink and lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. Then David said to Uriah, Wait here today also and tomorrow. I will let you depart. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. Now when David called him, he ate and drank before him, and he made him drunk. And at evening he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his house. Verse 14. So the next morning David wrote a letter to Joab and gave it to Uriah to deliver. The letter instructed Joab, station Uriah at the front lines where the battle is fiercest, then pull back so that he'll be killed. So Joab assigned Uriah to a spot close to the city wall where he knew the enemy's strongest men were fighting. And when the enemy soldiers came out to the city to fight, Uriah the Hittite was killed along with several other Israelite soldiers. Then Joab sent a battle report to David. He told his messenger, report all the news of the battle to the king. But he might get angry and ask, why did the troops go so close to the city? Didn't they know that they would be shooting from the walls? Wasn't Amalek, son of Gideon, killed at Thebes by a woman who threw a millstone down on him from the wall? Why would you get so close to the wall? Then tell them Uriah the Hittite was killed too. So the messenger went to Jerusalem and gave a complete report to David. The enemy came out against us in the open fields, he said. And as we chased them back to the city gates, the archers on the wall shot arrows down on us. Some of the men were killed, including Uriah the Hittite. Well, tell Joab not to be discouraged, David said. The sword devours this one today and that one tomorrow. Fight harder next time and conquer the city. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. When the period of mourning was over, David sent for her and brought her to the palace, and she became one of his wives. Then she gave birth to a son, but the Lord was displeased with what David had done. Amen. Amen. You know, when David wrote back to Joab, yeah. the way mine says it, verse 25, then David said to the messengers, thus you shall say to Joab, do not let this thing displease you. Yeah. And then it's the same word in verse 27 mm-hmm. where it says, but the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. The Lord. Yeah. And it's actually uh, it, another way you could say that is don't let this thing be evil in your sight, yeah. Joab, which Joab knew exactly what it was. Yeah, he knew what was happening. And the crazy part is David had to send the note yeah. in Uriah's hand. So he had to trust that Uriah wouldn't open it. And look, probably a seal or something to prove, yeah. you know, king seal or wax yeah. seal or something on it. But I don't know about you guys. If that was me and my principal sent it home, I'd have got it open yeah. and read it because I, I wasn't, you know, a righteous person. It's not like Uriah was. Yeah. Uh, but he sent it in, in Uriah's hand back to Joab. Yeah. And can you imagine if you had that note in your inside pocket of your jacket, could David control you? Hmm. Could he 
Could he really trust you? Could, wouldn't you always have a way to blackmail? Yeah. You know, enforce what you wanted? Having power. And if you look at Joab, you know, as they go along here, he actually gets pretty wild and pretty crazy. And I think at one point, David actually comes out and says, you know, Joab, you crazy, you know, you crazy Indian. Wasn't it Joab that, uh, that uh, killed Absalom? You know, Absalom, and he says, don't, don't hurt the boy. He sends out the word. He sends out one third of the people under the hand of Joab over in chapter 18. Yeah. And sends him out to get him. But he said, now make sure, deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom. But when they caught him uh, hanging in the tree, uh, Joab, you know, just kills him. Yep. Boom. What are you going to say about it, David? Yeah. I already got dirt on you. I got dirt on you. You, You're a murderer and an adulterer, and I have a note. That proves it. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure Washington D.C. There's a lot of notes like that floating around. A lot of dirt. <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what you know. Ministry. I don't want to just pick on D.C. And oh yeah. You know, there's stuff out there. Yeah. That people see, and that's the other thing they about weaponize this. Weaponize this information and then use it against people. That's the other thing is David didn't live in a vacuum. Yeah. He had to send his servants to go get this woman. Yeah. They had to walk by the front gate. They had to, you know, go all this trap. I mean, people in the neighborhood, you know, if you've ever lived in a neighborhood yeah. where everybody knows each other. You know what's going on. If something's going on, everybody in the neighborhood knew. Yeah. I mean. And these cities were not big like we think, oh, too. No, I mean, no, they're no. small. Like, I haven't had a chance to go to Israel yet, but hearing stories of it, it's like this is a couple of city blocks when yeah. you look at this. And yeah. they're just, the houses are stacked on top of each other. Like, yeah. there's. There's nothing going on that people don't know about. Yeah, and so what? This is where, you know, I think, and I I have to learn from this myself, is the degree of blindness and lack of foresight yeah. and wisdom that David acted in here mm-hmm. did not fit who he was yes. at all. Yeah, leadership and king. And so the the blindness that he's walking in right now is scary to me that he could make all these decisions and do this and somehow just be numb to god numb to what's right numb to caring about uriah yeah and and then it said how many more people died when he when he when they pulled back from the wall like 18 people died other uh they fought uriah the hittite uh let me see I, i don't know if it says it right here but you know there were other people yeah. that died to kill Uriah, David had to sacrifice other people. <clears throat> yeah. Just for the sake of, you know, lusting after Bathsheba. Like, yeah, minute, it was all motivated. minutes of pleasure. Yeah. Just he was blinded to yeah. the right decision just by being controlled by his flesh. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we we know about, you know, taking your mind captive, taking your flesh captive and not letting it be in the driving seat. That's the beauty of fasting is we just got done with reset. And it was one of the better fasts that I've been able to do to just say, hey, body, you're not in charge. Like, you, you're you subject to me. And Paul talks about that in length is, yeah. you know, a boxer who doesn't just, you know, punch the air and a person who's running a race is that you take control of yourself and you say that 
I'm going to be in charge and hey, stomach, shut up. Like you don't decide what I'm going to do. And have you ever seen know, somebody take one of those balls, a medicine ball, and they hit it on their like in their lower yeah, stomach, left yeah. and right, and they're what are they doing? They're buffeting their body yeah. to make it stronger, yeah. so that it does what they want it to do Absolutely. when punches are flying, yeah. in, you know, in a in a ring. Well, that's the example that Paul uses. That I buffet my body, yeah. And so you're punching, beat it into subjection. You're punching your your hunger mechanism in yeah. the face, yeah. Saying no, yeah. You, uh, you're not going to get what you want, yeah. Every time you want it, yeah. You don't you don't run this show, and yep. it makes a big difference. And I've learned that with running too over the years is that you know there's points of there's a thing Absolutely. called the central governor that your brain is telling you stop or you're going to die. And the reality is you're not. They've no, done not all these die. studies yeah. where they've put you know SEAL team members on you know ellipticals or excuse me on treadmills and different things and they've pushed them and they're like just run one more mile and then they can push them another one and another one and that's how people can do 100 mile races and crazy things because you think that you're done but when you really just take those thoughts captive and if you're fighting something out there right now like the way that david gave in to his flesh is you don't have to be ruled by that is you can take control take command by the spirit of god and by his power you know greater is he who lives in you than he who is in the world is that you can do the right things and be around the right people. We we talked about this last week, but in the very first verse, you can see the problem is yeah. in the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war, David sent Joab and the Israelite army out instead. And so he wasn't where he was supposed to be doing what he's supposed to be doing. So let me just kind of say it right here is maybe you need to get back to church and get back to your spiritual habits and get back to some disciplines yeah. that you had as a part of our reset series is we gave everyone a card and said, what is something you need to reset? And I put down there some disciplines is that I try to live a pretty disciplined life, but I had just let up in some areas. I put on some weight that I didn't want and I had just like slacked off a little bit and I'm like, Lord, help me to be able to put you first in this area and do the right things. Yeah, and so there's two things that I think we can bring out of that. Of course, not being fulfilling your purpose, you end up kind of rudderless. Yeah. And so that's going on with David. <clears throat> but I'm going to use two words here that I think are important. Don't be idle. Yeah. Idle hands, you know, make much trouble. Yeah. There's all sorts of, yeah. you know, expressions or little proverbs out there about idleness and you know it's a devil's playground and blah 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 so here's some advice if you are going to be idle don't be alone oh that's good and if you're alone make sure you're on task on purpose yeah uh it's very important you know i need people's help with me yeah so that when I'm idle, I'm not distracted yeah. by garbage. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, having that focus and a purpose to do is people truly need a purpose and a significance is that makes a big difference. I, I was reading the book Out of the Cave recently, which deals with mental health and depression. And when they were dealing with an area in Asia, as they said, we don't have like just antidepressant medicine over here. And I'm not picking on if you do need it, but they said, we try to reassign purpose. And there was a farmer who broke his leg and he was no longer able to harvest his field. And he was dealing with depression and a discouragement. So they said, what did we do? 
We gave him a cow and he changed his purpose. No longer is he just a farmer that way, is now he was able to get milk and harvest that way. And when he had significance and purpose again, then he was able to get back to where he was supposed to be. And so if you're out there and like Pastor Dan said, you're you're rudderless. You're like a ship. I love to watch those videos on YouTube where these boats are like crazy. Maybe the the person fell out and the boat's just going around nuts and crazy is that you you need to have a purpose and a thing you're aiming for, some goal and something that you've got out in the distance. You say, this is what I'm I'm going after. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, part of what reset this last week, yeah. I was looking at it from a, dot, a lot of different perspectives. You know, you may not be rudderless and a mess. You might be actually doing pretty good in Jesus. Yeah. But you still need a reset. Yeah. Jesus himself... The Bible says that he set his face steadfastly to go to Jerusalem. Yeah. But that wasn't until he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane Mm -hmm. and sought the Lord. Because in the garden, he was saying, Lord, let this cup pass from me. He wanted to go in this direction. And I'm kind of pointing my hand over to my left. He's wanting to go over here. Man, the cross is scary. Jesus had seen people crucified before. Yeah. That was the way Romans killed people punished criminals that was not like oh you know i've never and it was done out out in public right in front of everybody spectacle yeah they made a spectacle out of it jesus knew what that was like and so as he prayed and and sought the lord god reset his direction to his purpose and god strengthened him to fulfill his purpose yeah and so you know it's like carolyn brought up one morning in prayer i think it is first corinthians 110 where it talks about all of us saying the same thing, speaking the same thing. That's another thing that happens when you reset. You know, it's it's one thing, you've done this in your family, or you've seen it in a business, or you've seen it at work, or even on a team, you know, on the fifth grade, you know, soccer team. Yeah. If all, everybody on the team gets the same goal, yeah. and the same, you know, this is what we're called to yeah. do, yeah. this is who focus. we're called to be, yeah. we focus on yeah. this, and they set themselves all together, yeah. that's another reset truth Absolutely, that's powerful. And that's why, you know, David not having friends with him, and it's a little scary to me that Joab enabled him. You know, if I if I ever tell you to go get a girl and bring her to me, I'm going to shut it down. You need to slap me. Absolutely. And you know the the it's hard because David's a king. Job's working for him. Yeah. All of that stuff, and we've seen it in in all walks of life that you know people give in to stuff like that they when they shouldn't. Yeah. So and if they don't have very, someone very around that's going to speak mm. to, is yeah. that's a very mm. dangerous thing. Is being surrounded by yeah, yes men or yes people is that. Having someone that's going to speak into your life and give you hard truths because they love you enough. Yeah. The same principle is if you love your child, you discipline them. You know, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Yeah. And it's important to have someone who can speak a hard truth in love and say, I love you enough to slap you out of this. Yeah. And so yeah, make sure absolutely. you do have people around that can just say, what is going on? They're like, willing to say no to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Shut no. it down. No, yeah. we're not going to do that. Yeah, for your future and your legacy and your marriage. And of course... He didn't get away with it. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to, you know, go too much on the next chapter, but I will share one thing that that it, it, it escaped me. I never saw this before. I yeah. never put this together. Do you know that Bathsheba 
is the granddaughter of Ahithophel. Oh, wow. Do you know who Ahithophel is? I know the name for sure. Okay. He was that super smart counselor. Okay. That when David fled the city, when yeah. Absalom took over, yeah. he turned and said to the guy that he left there kind of as his spy, yeah. he said, Ahithophel's counsel is going to be right on. Yeah. And you've got to somehow subvert, you know, uh, undercut Ahithophel's counsel to yeah, Absalom. Because it's going to just be unstoppable. Because it's going to be unstoppable. If he, whatever he suggests is going to be right. Yeah. And he did. He suggested to Absalom, go immediately after your father. Pursue him right now. Yeah. And then they talked him out of it. You know, he's like a lion wounded and he'll fight like a bear. And, yeah. You know, the guy talked him out of it. But Bathsheba was his granddaughter. Yeah. And to bring this back home, if someone in authority and power took advantage of my granddaughter. Oh, wow. And killed her husband. Yeah, I got news for you. I might not be his best friend either. No, you know <clears throat> there might be some some animosity some and some issues going on. Yeah, you know the Bible says that we reap what we sow. Yeah, and when we sow these things, we think, oh, this is going to do something for me and help me and be this and be that. Yeah, when in fact it actually sucks life out of you and takes from you and. You end up less than you were before yeah. you thought this thing that was going to add to your life was really going to help you. But this is hard. This this stuff, when people get here, it's just so hard for them to see. And yeah. I just pray in Jesus' name, if there's anybody out there that's in that place where you're doing things and making choices you know are wrong, mm-hmm. but you don't seem to be able to shake free from them, get with somebody. Yeah, Find somebody you can talk to that you trust. Absolutely. And say, look, I need some help in this area because yeah. I'm really, really struggling. Being vulnerable mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. opens up mm-hmm. just the opportunity for healing. As James talks about, it. if you confess your faults one to another, then you will be healed. It's good. And you need to have a safe place. Like at the beginning of the program, we talked about not having someone who will weaponize it and use it against mm-hmm. you, yeah. but a safe place where you can really get that healing. And I actually just found something out for the first time is I always assumed that Bathsheba was taking a bath on the roof. And I thought, what is she doing out there? making herself vulnerable that way. But it does say that David got out of bed and walked on the roof of the palace. As he looked over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. Is that now historians really believe she was in a room, but he saw her from his rooftop. Is that I was like, what was her role in this thing? Was she putting herself out there? And sometimes that's unfortunate is that when a woman does get victimized, they're thinking, well, she shouldn't have been wearing a skirt like that. It's like, no, that's no excuse for someone's terrible behavior. That is the worst thing ever is that David just did wrong. But we do see that he repents. He falls on his face. He cries out to God later and he asks for forgiveness. And even in spite of all of these failures, he was a friend of God, but it was quick to repent. Not maybe quick enough, but he did get to repentance. Yeah, he got caught. He didn't repent you know, freely. He got busted. And thank God for that, too. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Wow, everybody, thanks. Welcome back. You know, the, the danger here, I think there's an old expression about mm, sin and sin will, you know, make you stay longer, yeah. pay more yeah. than you expected, and that's what happens here. Yeah. He steps into it, makes a mistake, but then she comes back with the message, I'm pregnant. Yeah. That wasn't what he was hoping for. 
And so then he had to take the step to cover it up. Yeah. And so he tried to do it in a semi-good way. I'll bring her husband back. He'll sleep with her during this time. Look they'll like think it's, it's they'll think it's his kid. Da 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 da. But he couldn't he couldn't get that to work. Yeah. And so he took another step. And he ends up going from lust to murder. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's an incredible progression. And that's that's what happens in someone's you know, sin doesn't just he didn't wake up that morning and go into a seizure. Yeah. I suspect he had seen this woman before. Oh yeah. I suspect he had thought about these types of things a lot. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, I mean, not most of the time, all the time, the stuff that we do starts with a thought. Yeah. And then the thought becomes an imagination. And then if we imagine it long enough, it becomes a stronghold. And then we act on it. Mm-hmm. And so the way to stop this stuff is go back to not the stronghold. Now he's got all this stuff to mess with. Not even just the imagination, but the first thought the that comes to your thought. mind. Take it captive to the obedience of Christ. And the way I do that is with Scripture. Yeah. If it's sickness, I say, by his stripes, I'm healed. Yeah. If it's fear, or, uh, you know, I, I might say, great is a piece of my children for they're taught of the Lord. Yeah. And on and on it goes. Get it at the thought. Don't wait for it to become a stronghold. And have people around you that can help hold you accountable when you're doing life with. Makes a big difference. We'll talk to you next time. God bless. Have a good day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.